G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lek Dog and I have a very, very special guest today. My girlfriend, my partner, my world, I guess when Patch isn't around. Cass McCool. Cass, how are you? I'm going good. How are you going, Lek Dog? <laughs> I'm well. You don't have to call me <laughs> Lek Dog. It's okay. We do know each other. We have met. We do live together. Cass, you're joining today off the back of a, a pretty decent performance in round nine. 23-23, I believe, was your score. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's impressive. I don't know. It's just another week of super coach for me. So obviously you're the brains of the household. The, the community has been calling to get you on this podcast for a long time. I've talked about you many times. You make decisions that I wouldn't make, but they work out for you. And keep in mind, your 23-23 was without one of your best premium picks of the year. Took Miller was not playing for you this week. Yeah, he did a good job as captain, though, uh, this week. Who did you vice captain? Guthrie. So <laughs> you've gone, I'll just take the 136 from Cam Guthrie. So what we're going to do, community, shout out to Telebeats for the intro. Shout out to Damo and Clarkie who are doing the question and answer Q&A podcast this week. Make sure you get your questions into them. And shout out to all of the other boys for all of the beautiful work they do. Cassie. Yeah, we are going to talk. We'll talk through your team first because it's an interesting team. You don't really allow me to be involved with your team, with maybe the exception of talking through some rookie selections. Yeah, rookies is all on you because you know that the small stuff is what you're good at. But the the big big names, yeah, (laughs) give me the big names, and I know which ones to choose. All right, well, we're going to go through your line by line your team, just so that people know what we're dealing with here. Jake Lloyd helming. D1, Tom Stewart at D2, Rory Laird at D3, Caleb Daniel, who has had back-to-back three 100-plus scores since I traded him out. Uh, are you happy <laughs> with how him go- he's going this year? Yeah, I didn't like when he was suspended for that one week. I almost kicked him out, but I think you actually convinced me <laughs> to keep him. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Interesting pick here, which I think was an injury uh, replacement for you. Lockie Scholl is in your team at D5, averaging 84 this year. Uh, had one awesome week for you where he uh, scored pretty highly, but overall, how are you feeling about Lockie Scholl? To be fair, I would have said Luke Scholl, seeing the L Scholl. Um <laughs> I don't know. He's a nobody to me, to be honest. He isn't getting my three figures, so he's just a seat warmer, if anything. Yeah, so five-round average of 73. I think you might have had him before the 160, or maybe you went for him after the 160. He scored a 103, which was nice, but a couple of dud scores after that. So probably a a D7, M8 sort of player, M8, M9, whatever it is, bit of a swing. Then you've got Luke Parks, Tom Hymel, and Nathan Murphy on the bench in defense. The midfield, here is where I think you've separated yourself a bit. So your last three trades brought in these players, Jared Lyons, Cam Guthrie, Travis Boak. All yep. players were averaging over 112. Jared Lyons scored 138 for you on the weekend. You brought him in. Were you reasonably happy with that return? 
yes, because you said to bring in Tom Mitchell, and from what I believe, Tom Mitchell did shit. Um, I can't remember my reason for not bringing in Tom Mitchell, but I said I'll just go for this guy. Why not? I can afford him. You didn't want to bring in Tom Mitchell because his ownership was too high. Oh, that's it. I was like, yeah, what's the point? It's redundant. It's just a pretty much a zero. Well, that, that ignoring me, scored you an extra 62 points. Jared Lyons averaging 121.8 this year. You've got McRae like everyone else. Cam Guthrie is a little bit of an inspired choice. When you brought him in, why, why did you upgrade to Cam Guthrie? He's good. Has anyone ever seen him play? Like- averaging 122 this year. Took Miller, I believe you started the year with. Yeah, yeah, he's a Sunny Boys. Um, for those who aren't aware, the Suns are my second team because, you know, they need all the support they can get. And you've got to have at least one on your team. And Took I, seems to have paid off well for me. And you you were a member yet last year of the Gold Coast Suns, so you're number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> who knows, maybe this, I'll be a member again if you can convince the, <laughs> their social media team to follow your other, inst- well, Twitter or something. Travis Boak, you've got at M5, averaging 113 this year. And his teammate, which this is the interesting one, Ollie Wines, 139 on the weekend. You've got him at M6. Why? So Ollie Wines, back when Jock Reynolds had a partnership with Coach Kings, and I think it was the game that I came like third Australia-wide, and Ollie Wines was that reason that I became third Australia-wide. So since then, been a huge fan of him. We have a little nickname here um, in me. I call him Lolly Lines. Tom Powell and James Jordan <laughs> moving on from that nickname. Riley, Collier Dawkins, Brockman and Sharp on the bench. A couple of dud rookies, but I also have those dud rookies. In your line, good. you've got Brody Grundy and you've got Todd Goldstein. No, no Max Gorn. Why? Uh, I got the choice at the start of the year. I had to either go Grundy or go Gorn. And I'm like, Gorn's always injured. I'm not having that guy. And that hasn't worked out well for me. And I'm really trying to get money so I can bring him in eventually. But knowing my luck, he'll probably get injured as soon as I do that. Well, don't bring him in then because he's very cheap at the moment comparatively. But you've got Flynn on the bench as well, averaging 96 when he plays. Forward line, Jack Zebel. Everyone has him. Tom McDonald, 136 on the weekend. Why Tom McDonald? Another pod. I don't remember why I got Tom McDonald. He probably was just someone that I was like, ah, I can afford him, bring him in. And after I saw how good he did on the weekend, I'm like, yeah, I knew I saw something in him. It's just, you know, you get this feeling. I don't know if you get this feeling, like dog, but you just see a name and it speaks to you and you're like, that's the guy I want to represent, Rouse Gals. <laughs> Dustin Martin, Chad Warner, Scott Jones, Rowe and McCreary on the bench. It's a... It's a bit of a point of a difference team, my love, but it's doing reasonably well for you of recent times. Uh, your rank, you're about 20,000th, I think. 18,000th, thank you very much. And you much. came 300th this week. That's a pretty good return. And like on paper, it's a good bloody team. Took Miller adds another 100 points this week. I think you are laughing. Cass, we're going to get into the discussion. This is what the people want to hear. First thing we're going to talk through, uh, the injuries... The major injuries I've pulled out, apologies if I've missed anything. Rowan Marshall, $497,300, break even $147. Ruck Ford of St. Kilda, his foot, he's done that foot again. He's going to be out for at least four weeks, potentially more. 
I think if you've got him, you've got to move him on. Because and if you've got him, you've probably bought him in late. So that that's going to sting using a trade on him. The Ford line is a hell hole. Speaking of the Ford line, Toby Green, four hundred sixty three thousand one hundred dollars break even one hundred eighteen. He's going to miss about a month, I believe, with that shoulder injury. So another forward premium. We're going to have to move on. And the other main one I could pull out was Jack. Yes, hello. Uh, so uh, four weeks of people's faces being safe. We can all sleep soundly knowing that. <laughs> He's not going to fly kick anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other name that I pulled out was Jack Bowes, 466,300 defender, break him to 140. He's averaging 97 this year, which is awesome. But on the weekend, they played him in the midfield a bit. It was a bit gross. They got smashed, the Sunny Boys, and he's done a hammy. He's going to miss this week. I think two of those trades, Jack Bowes, Cass, ideally you're going to upgrade around him. Ideally, you're not going to trade him. Who would have Jack Bowes? Sorry, I just don't understand that mentality. Clearly, he was going to hurt himself. If anyone who's a Sunny fan like me, you'd know you wouldn't put your faith in him. I've got Jack Bowes in my team. Oh, okay. Um, It's a great idea. Uh, I can see where you think it'd go well. Uh, They're the main injuries I've pulled out. Apologies if I've missed any the injury lists are never updated when we record this the devin other people smith that went it, off pardon devin smith went off on oh, the weekend we only talk about super coach relevant injuries not okay. related injuries <laughs> uh, other few other players that are probably right for the trading cast tom powell the rookie from north melbourne three hundred and seventy-five thousand seven hundred dollars. he's played well for us was 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 playing really good footy for our Supercoach teams, but with a break-even of 106 after pumping out a 40-odd on the weekend, I think it's probably time to cut him. You can turn him pretty easily into into a premium. So, Cass, is he on your cut list this week? Yeah, easily. Like, Goldstein and Zebel have proven to be very successful North players. I think beyond that, it's very highly unlikely that anyone's going to be just as good. But to be fair, North is playing Essendon this weekend. So for all I know, every North player is going to have their best game ever, knowing our luck. Yes, Cassie is also an Essendon supporter, everyone out there listening (laughs) at home. Errol Goulden got injured uh, during the week, missed the weekend. He's $282,900, breaking his 64. It's time to trade him if you've still got him. Nick Cox, $259,300, break even of 82. A play you need to move on. And Lockie Young, $278,800, break even of 85. Play we probably thought was going to do a bit more than he has this year. Time to move him on. I think other than that, Cass, you're pretty much holding your rookies this week. I think everyone else has a justifiable hold next to their name. Uh, everyone's making a bit of cash. Matty Flynn making cash. Life's reasonably good with the rookies at the moment. We're going to talk about players that we need to bring in to replace these guys. There's no downgrade options really this week because we don't like going early on rookies. Bailey Williams uh, is a rookie priced player at $193,400 West Coast. He played his second game on the weekend. Forward ruck option. He's got scores of 56 and 45 against his name, break even of 14, projected to only go up $14,000. I don't think we're targeting him. I think if you're trading Flynn and you don't have a Fullerton in your team or you did have a Fullerton and you accidentally traded him like I did without thinking, I think you're looking for a cheap player, not a Bailey Williams, even though he's playing. The only other one, Cass, that name is popping about for a sec for his third game 
Lockie Jones will play football this weekend. We're not sure if that's S-A-N- S-A-F, Sandful, <laughs> or AFL yet. 139,800. Port Adelaide defender, 69 and 61. Are his scores break even is negative 47, projected to go up 49,000. So just watch the team sheets. If he gets named on the field, probably one we could look at, but I'm not sure what his job security is like. But Cass, you said it. You're not the rookie guru. You are the premium guru. Yeah, I don't speak to the low-level ones. No offense. You know, they're, they're just men trying to do their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw some names at you. And you, yeah. you, you're going to tell the community whether we're trading these players in or not. Okay. Now the first name, Dustin Martin, a player you have in your team, $425,500. He's bloody cheap. He's about hundred grand cheaper than he was at the start of the year. Breaking him is 68, as I said, forward mid-eligible and scored a 121 the weekend, played played a fair chunk of the game in the midfield before moving forward just to ice things off. He is probably the most traded in player. He is the most traded in player mm. so far this week. What are your thoughts on Dusty? He's good and uh, he's not as bad as other people I already have in my forward line, so he's not even on my radar. If you've got him, keep him. If you don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> so you, you still tell the people not to trade him in. I love it. You don't understand no. it, but that's why you're here. <laughs> okay. Dane Zorko is another forward option at $511,000, break even of 60. He has a five-round average of 108 super coach points. He scored a 140 on the weekend against the Sunny Boys. He is prime for the picking. He's still cheaper than he was at the start of the year. Cass, Dane Zorko, hit me. All right, clearly we hate Dane Sorker. He got caught cheating on his girlfriend a couple of years ago, so he is trash. He's also not as good as he was a few years ago. I swear a few years ago um, this isn't exactly the right numbers, but I think he was averaging like 150 every game. So <laughs> He was averaging 110. <laughs> that's more than what he's doing this year. Uh, I I wouldn't say Zorko's is worth it, guys. What's his um, percentage? His ownership percentage is, he's in 23% of teams, so he's a little bit of a pod. So there's a, what, 74% chance that you will play someone that doesn't have him. That's correct, I guess, <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. No, uh, but this is where um, it comes personal to me. I just don't like Dane Zorko as a person, so I would not have him in my team. Unless okay. he was averaging 150 then I'd put my morals aside. So you think the an average of 100 is not good enough for no, his off-field God, antics? No. How much does he cost? What, half a mil? Yeah, $511,000. No way. If he's not, nah, get out of here. Okay. What about this forward? We've got to find a forward for the people. Isaac Heaney, priced at $342,000, break-even of 74, 75. He's only averaging 85 this year, but he had a 110 on the weekend returning from injury we know he's got a little bit of a checkered past in terms of how healthy he can be, but yeah. Cass, three scores of 102 plus this year. What are you thinking? Well, I'm already, like I said, with Gorn, I didn't trust him because he always gets injured. Isaac, sure, he could have one good game, what, in five weeks, and then the other four he needs to rest because he's broken his hand or whatever he does. Don't bring him in. He's a liability. Wait for something better to come along. If you got him, sell now. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> going to jump in here and advise the community. 
Uh, I don't agree with Cassie on this one. <laughs> I think at $342,000, you actually gain $35,000 from trading Tom Powell to Isaac Heaney. Uh, he's the cheapest he is going to be. And yeah, he's got he's got injury question marks over him. But, I mean, we just got to hope in the forward line this year, the garbage forward line that it is, this is a guy that in the past has averaged 97, 97, 94, 94. Last year he That's averaged 80. That's not a good score. An average of 80 this year, I mean, an average of 95 this year is going to put you in the top four forwards. Like, the forwards are cooked this year. If if we if you believe that he is not going to be injured again this year, I think he's too cheap to ignore. 342K, you're downgrading <laughs> from a rookie. I think it's a, a gamble worth taking. And he, and he was good on the weekend. I mean, he's not going to kick. I mean, in the, in the three games he's turned up, he's kicked three goals. So ask yourself, can he kick three goals a week? If so, pick him. All right, let's look at defense, Cass. Jordan Ridley at $481,000. Break-even of 98 is is really, really cheap. He's 66 grand cheaper than he was at the start of the year. He's finally, he came back into the side after that uh, concussion, I think it was, scored an 87 and 84 in kind of lockdown roles. But on the weekend, he had 27 disposals, seven marks, 105 super coach points against the Dockers and is playing against North Melbourne this week. What do you? What's your call on on a Jordan Ridley? Um, well, as a Donny boy, I've got to clearly like him, appreciate him. He's a young guy, and he's finally getting the credit he should be getting this whole time. Um, probably going against North because I think North are going to beat us. Don't know if he's going to be scoring that well. If it's even going to be going down. Oh wait, no, because he's defense. No, yeah, yeah, bring him in. Um, if you're in a keeper league, trade whatever you've got to bring in Jordan Ridley. Agreed. Agreed on both parts. Yeah. Let's look at Jack Steele now. $569,000. Break even is 114. He scored a 116 on the weekend, and he's actually $88,000 cheaper than he was at the start of the year. He is, for an uber primo, he's very cheap. He's, as I said, his break even is 114. He's averaging. 114. He is oh like he is someone I am targeting so hard this week. And I, I don't know if I can quite afford him. I'm I'm personally tossing up between like a, a Heaney and a Ridley if I hold Jack Bowes or a Steel and a Ridley if I get rid of Jack Bowes. So Cass, three round averages 106, five round averages 105, and he has only dropped below hundred twice this year. Both scores are ninety-one. Hit me. Uh, from what I'm aware, he hasn't cheated on his girlfriend, so those averages are pretty decent, I think, in this circumstance. Um, if you reckon financially he's good to bring in, those those numbers sound pretty good. If you can upgrade to him, do it. Um, but I wouldn't recommend if you're going to be just, you know, sidestepping to a player. I agree. We shouldn't be side-trading our premiums. Uh, the Caleb Daniel test is one that I continue not to learn he averaged 123 last year so if you can get him for sub 600k i think that's i think that's value and he's still scoring pretty damn well so probably going to be the cheapest he is all year long Cass, i've got another forward option to throw your way a north melbourne player so might not excite you but aaron hall four hundred and fifty four thousand dollars um, $454,900. Break-even is 47. His three-round average is 110. 
well, with recent scores of 106, 113, and 112. His five-round average is actually 100, and that includes a 37, and I'm fairly confident he was injured in that game because he missed round six. So if you take out his two injured, uh, injury-affected games, he's averaging over 100 for the year. But he's had two injury-affected games, and, and that's been the story of his whole career. What are you thinking, Cass? The Ford line's kind of garbage this year. Well, here's the thing. I'm just contradicting myself because he sounds great and I want to bring him in um, already just with what you've just been telling me. So even though I use this, um, the reason not to get Isaac Heaney or Max Gorn because they're prone to injury, but let's give this guy a chance. You know, what's how many people have got this guy? Uh, he is currently in 2% of teams. Oh, well, that's you've sold me just by saying that, really. I'd bring that in. Cassie's Probably a pod will. hunter. God damn it. I've, oh, I've infected her with that, not anything else. <laughs> Speaking of pod forwards, Cass, Nick Hind. This is kind of the debate at the moment. Aaron Hall or Nick Hind? Nick Hind at Essendon, $455,800, break even at 50. He's forward in Supercoach, playing defense in real, real AFL. I was going to say, that's weird that he's a forward. Yeah, he's averaging 94 for the year and scored 127 on the weekend. Uh, he's had two scores of 100-plus and a bunch of 80s and 90s. So is this you watch Essendon. Is he someone that uh, intrigues you? Um, but I think it's one of those things where, sure, they're good on TV watching them play, but on Supercoach it doesn't really reflect actually how good of a game they're playing um, because Nick Hind, I believe, you know, you can notice him on the field. But if he's not averaging that much... I mean, he's averaging know. 94. Yes. But in the forward line, there's heaps... I can get my Tom McDonald to give me that one in <laughs> half a quarter. So... <laughs> I, I will point out to those listening, Cassie believes if you don't average triple figures, you are a bad player. <laughs> yep. So it's a no from you for him. No, yeah, I wouldn't bring him in. All right, so Aaron Hall v. Nick Hines, you're taking Aaron Hall. Yeah, I'm, I'm just convinced by his story. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Tom McDonald as well because he's another one in this price range, $462,000, break even of 46. It's a five-round average of 108 with including that 136 against the Blues. He towelled them up. Cass, he's in your team. Are you advising others to jump on the Tom McDonald bandwagon? He's raised, he's he's gone up 140 grand this year. Well, well, obviously, because I already have him, I would rather other teams not have him. So um, for those who aren't in my leagues, go ahead, bring him in. Trust me, it will work out well for you. For those who are in my leagues, don't even think about it. I'll get a leg up on you. Okay, so if you know Cassie personally, don't trade him in. Otherwise... (laughs) He is a, a fine target to have. Playing good footy too for the Ds. Um, kind of wish I – he was one of those tempting ones at the start of the year, but it was just – we thought the forward line was going to be fine. <laughs> you should have asked me. All right, we've got a very cheap Jake Lloyd, $552,000. Break-even is still 120, so he might have some money to, to lose still. He's got a 98 on the weekend, but he's $104,000 cheaper than he was if you got him at the start of the year. Now, obviously, he is a stalwart super coach selection, but if you don't have him, Cass, is Jake Lloyd the seagull, someone we're looking at, averaging 106. 
Yeah, I would say he's consistent. Like he doesn't really let me down um, as a defender. You know, he's there. He's going to give me points. It might not be a 180 like we'd all hope from Jake Lloyd when we all brought him in at the start of the year. But he, like I said, you'd want him in your team just because you're like, hey, this Sydney defender is pretty good and I'm getting some points and I'm not mad about it. So bring him in, guys. You heard it here. There's a lot of uh, premium defenders that are getting cheap. We're sort of running out of the defending defensive line seems to be the deepest line this year, which is interesting, but it's making it hard to, to pick um, to pick players. Cass, I, I've just noticed this. This wasn't on the run sheet. Um, Mason Redman is one oh. of the most traded in players at this stage this week. Can you respond to that, please? Is he? What's he scoring? <laughs> Uh, he's averaging 72, but he scored 121 on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I love Mason Redmond personally. I reckon if he was on any other team, I'd probably hate him because he's kind of like douchey, but I love it. Um, he's a back man who can kick a goal. I don't know if people just saw that on the weekend. They're like, yeah, we want that guy in our team, but I'm all for it. I love Mason. <laughs> I Okay, I don't support that. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's talk Jai Simpkin. He's priced at $462,900, breaking even at fifty-two. He was one of the most selected players last year. He's almost doing a, a bit of an Aaron Hall, um, or Aaron Hall's doing a little bit of what he did last year, where he just popularity started to increase, points production was huge, people were a bit late to jump on. But this year he's only averaging 92 points, but came off a, a one. 64 in the win against Hawthorne, 60 wow. against Collingwood, and then 103 the week for that against Melbourne. Sort of not really spoken about. He's only in 3,000 teams currently. So is he someone that, that we should be looking at or are there better midfielders out there? There are definitely better midfielders out there. But if you – how much was he? 440, did you say? He's $462,000. 462 so I would say, I don't know, I trust those scores. It's weird these um, North Melbourne play. He is North, right? Yeah. Yeah, these North players are just pulling at my heartstrings. It's interesting. I can't think of that many players priced around that in the midfield. It's kind of an, one of those awkward prices. Still side bottoms, 484. He's forward mid. Ben Cunnington's more expensive again, 493. It's, it's, an, it's an awkward price point. I think I'm... Probably avoiding anyone around that. Maybe James Rowbottom at 400Ks, 415Ks a little better. But yeah, I think as sexy as a 160 is, uh, a 164 is. You're going to say no? And they, they are playing Essendon. I think you're chasing points. And, uh, you know, you chase at a car, you get exhausted. So, yeah, he's, I'm a pass on him. I'm a pass on him. If you jumped on him last week, kudos to you. Braden Maynard Cass from Collingwood. He's $447,000. So another one of these like cheaper defender options. 102 grand cheaper than he was at the start of the year. Only averaging 85 for the year, but the last three, or the last three, two games, I should say, he scored a 113 and a 115. Looks to be getting better. Closer to that that form we saw in 2020, he had 29 touches and 32 touches in the last two weeks. So he's he's finding the pill a bit more. Is he someone that you've uh, you've had a look at? 
No. Um, first of all, being Collingwood player, no thanks. Uh, with the way that club's even going this year, I don't think it's worth putting in a Collingwood player. I personally want to get rid of Grundy TBH. Um, and also, you know, he's not like a Gary Ablett for the Suns. You know, he's not just like the best of like a really bad team. I wouldn't say he's worth your time, worth your money. Don't waste your energy on looking into this player. Okay. Cop it. Cop it, Braden Maynard. Right, there's another. This is the last guy we're going to talk about before I want to get your feedback on a on a on a player. Uh, Jesse Hogan, three hundred and thirty thousand nine hundred dollars. He his break even is twenty eight, and he's only played the two games, but yeah. he's averaging ninety one from those two games, and he's a forward option. Plays at the Giants now. I mean, is there any reason we would uh, give him a look? Does it look like he's going to play more games? Like, is his form good enough on field that they will keep naming him? His form's good. His health is always questionable. Mm. He kicked about four goals in, a, in 10 minutes or something on the weekend, but um, he is a key forward. Well, and with Toby Green out, maybe he's more likely to get named in the team. So maybe just in the meantime, he might be good for like only the 300 or, th- or so thousand. You could just bring him in for like a just a cheap thing to bring in and then maybe once it seems like he's about to get dropped, get rid of him. doesn't matter. You didn't waste too much money on him. You might make some. Yeah, using a couple of trades. The only I think my preference is to bring in keepers. It could be a bit of a, a, a Taylor Walker maybe, but, but he doesn't seem to have the ceiling that Taylor Walker does. It's interesting, Cass. I don't. I just. I. I know the scoring system seems to be rewarding key forwards more this year. I just still don't trust them. I don't think they get rewarded at all. You kick a goal, it's only what six super coach points. That's ridiculous. I think it's supposed to be ten or something like that. I need to look that up. Should be triple. There's one more name, Cass. I want to get your opinion on. His name is Patrick Cripps. He's $411,000. He's break even to 79. He's only had one score this year of 100 plus. He did have a 94 on the weekend, which was okay, but he's lost a shitload of cash. He's not playing well. People are worried. They need to know what to do. What? They're only worried now. He's <laughs> only scored over 100 once, and now what are we up to? What, round 10? And now, like, oh, should I keep? Get rid of him. First of all, drug cheat. Um, if what? he's doing, he's getting injected at the start of every game and with Eston getting crucified for those years, um, Patchy, not, I know you'd agree with me here. Um, he's not getting yeah. injected with peptides. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy when the AFL decides to turn a blind eye <laughs> to certain things. But like I said, if you're going into round 10, whether you should keep him or not, I don't know. You've got bigger problems if that's what you're still thinking about. You should have gotten rid of him probably five rounds in if he wasn't performing over 100. Well, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's fair. He's averaging 84. He's the 100th ranked player this year in Supercoach, which is not good. And he's still Yeah, there's in- 101 players. That's really bad. <laughs> he's still in 22% of teams, still in 37,000 teams. Well, if you're in my leagues, guys, keep him, I reckon. I reckon it's a good choice. Uh, but for people who want to win, uh, I recommend already getting rid of him and don't even consider about bringing him in. Who's your favorite Sonny boy? Uh, well, at the moment, it does have to be Took, but I do have a soft spot for Ben Ainsworth. 
And what do you think? What, how, what's the rest of their season going to look like? They obviously got absolutely obliterated on the weekend. Yeah, and I think I heard that they're playing Geelong in um, the famous GMHBA Stadium this weekend. So probably not looking good, however, as a loyal Sun supporter as I have been for the last 12 months. Um, <laughs> I believe we are kind of used to this for now and we just go along for the ride. We go to the games, we support our boys. If they're not going to make it, we just blame, you know, Took being out or Rao being out. It's what we do. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Cass, thank you for joining me. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Cass, where can people hear you? Um, if you wanted to continue to hear this voice, you can listen to Drinks and a Show, which is a musical podcast where I discuss the plot of a musical with someone who hasn't seen it, which I have done with you a couple of times. Yes, I was recently on. What did we do? We did Annie. Annie, a Star Wars parody musical. And hopefully by the end of it, they'll want to see it. So you can go listen to that or follow Drink Show Pod on Instagram or Twitter and at Cass McCool on Twitter. Fantastic. Thank you again for joining me, my love. I'll see you in about two seconds when uh, when I walk out of the office into your office and um, <laughs> community. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe, or is that YouTube or whatever? Anyway, we love you. Bye, community.